This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Let's go, girls. My name is Keen, and you're listening to Sissy That Pod. This is the first episode of me in the new era of the pod, I guess, where now James has left me as a co-host. Uh, thank you all for your lovely messages that we got over Instagram over the last few days after our sort of last episode together, James and I. Uh, just a quick reminder that we'll, we will be doing a sort of Christmas bonus episode of the two of us just chatting about the podcast, so stay tuned for that. But until then, we'll be covering Canada versus the world for the next four weeks in the main feed, coming out on a Monday, um, and I've got some exciting guests lined up for that. So if you're watching the show... Make sure to check out the recap episodes right after. This week's episode is a bumper. We're discussing episode one and two of Canada vs. the World. And after seeing Justin Trudeau, you know, grace the workroom with his presence, I said, I need to speak to some Canadians up in here. So I hit up Chris and Larry from the gate around the bay. And we discussed both episodes and our thoughts of the season so far. So it's a fun episode. Let's go. Chris and Larry from The Gaze Around the Bay, thank you for joining me back on the pod to discuss Canada versus the world. After seeing Justin Trudeau enter that workroom, I was like, I need to speak to some Canadians about this. This is a pretty monumental moment. So before we get into that, how do you feel? Are you excited for this iteration? Do you feel like, you know, you're worried that Canada might not do well against the other nations? Like, what are your, what's your relationship with it so far? I was really excited. I watched the UK versus the world and really liked the concept. And when I was surprised to hear that it was coming to Canada. So yeah, very, yeah, very excited about the whole thing. And yeah, I think we have very high caliber of Queens, uh, you know, especially, you know, we think about season one and season two. Uh, uh, and well, we had three seasons now. So mm-hmm. they, they pumped out some uh, fantastic Queens. So um, yeah, I wasn't, wasn't scared. I was just, uh, there was quite a few. I was surprised they had so many. Uh, with you know, with four queens on on this uh, on this series, yeah, because they had four UK queens in UK versus the world. So I wonder is that going to be kind of the format, like four from the home nation and then kind of like five or six from from internationals? Uh, who I guess we'll get into the cast in a minute. But Chris, who are you, who are you most excited to see back from the Canadian side? Uh, from Canada, Brooklyn Heights. <laughs> 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 If I am very honest. Uh, oh, and Rita Vega. I think that she has been um, quite a tried and true uh, contestant on the show since season one. So I'm surprised that wasn't more season one Queens. Mm. Uh, and it was mainly all season two. Um, but yeah, I'm not yet vested in the season two. And if I'll be honest, I didn't watch season two of Candace Drag Race. There These days, it's really only the all-star seasons and kind of the cross-national seasons that drag me into back to watching it again and getting back into the show because mm. i've kind of got to be honest a little bit bored of like the solo seasons so i'm loving this cross-national uh and all-star seasons that are growing a lot more these days they're quite more exciting and something fresh and something new and it gets me kind of recharged back into the to the drama of the show who else and would you love, wanted obviously. to see from season one Jimbo. <laughs> jimbo again I, we I, just I keep weeding jimbo. jimbo out yeah. until he wins more <laughs> jimbo <laughs> How about Lauren Silky, the the priest herself? Like, so if she she can get wheeled out three times, so can Jimbo. Well, I um, think the rumors are saying that Jimbo is going to appear on All Stars Eight in America. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. So yes. Save yourself for bigger and better things. Like, yeah, I totally agree. That sh- I'm surprised there wasn't more season one queens, but I mean, with Lemon and Jimbo on UK versus, they were like, they were the kind of the main two you wanted, other than Priyanka, I would guess. So Rita was Scarlet- kind of the last golden goose. Scarlet Bobo did, she was very consistent throughout mm. her season and made it till the end. So she could have used some, I guess, maybe a redemption in a way, uh, an opportunity to win more. Um, I probably would have liked to see her versus Isis Couture. Not that I didn't love Isis; she's fantastic. But you know, she mm. she had her she had her glory. So uh, I would have liked to see Scarlett over her. I think Scarlett would actually do better in the versus the world format in another country for some reason because I feel like her drag is very global, whereas Rita's feels very you know French Canadian. So I think it kind of works in this setting. Uh, let's go through the cast anyway as they arrive Rita Baga basically is the is the first one in the alien actress arrives in you know she's she kind of alludes that she's been working she's been booked and blessed she's been on every tv show you can shake a stick at like from a Canadian point of view has that been true like did you watch her on Big Brother we did not (laughs) we're not we're not we're not Big Brother fans no (laughs) um our reality tv stops at uh, yeah, I, I think a, a drag race. <laughs> okay, okay. But has she been on a lot, a lot, a lot of TV shows and stuff? Not that you know. I think I, th- I Not, think while no. being in Ireland, like there's a lot, there's a lot of uh, um, Canadian channels, uh, and probably a bit me leaning towards a bit more French channels that maybe she would have been uh, oh, skewing yeah. to be on. Mm. Um, that we don't even normally in our own province when we're in Canada get to getting across. So, um. We have not seen her rise to the light like Jimbo has, who just literally <laughs> ran towards the light uh, and jumped into it and kind of fit into the drama of a reality TV quite well. Uh, so, no, we have not experienced Rita's Halo post-show, but she was great on the show the first season, no matter how much Jimbo called her uh, hairline like barf. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but I think she's great. I think she's going to be exciting to rewatch on this show, and I hope she does really well. And... Uh, can do even more after this season with more exposure. Mm, yeah, definitely. Second in then was Stephanie Prince. Larry, did you get a chance to watch uh, season two of Canada's Drag Race? I did, yeah. So uh, I, I would try to squeeze in as much Drag Race as I can, as, as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. And I did like Stephanie a lot. She uh, she nearly won the design challenge. So the first episode, uh, Isis won the design challenge, but uh, Stephanie came very close with kind of like a everyone thought it wasn't going to be very good at all. It was kind of this, you know, uh, feathers cut out of paper stuck onto a corset, but she, she rocked us. It looked, it looked fabulous. And it actually resembled kind of the, uh, uh, one of her looks at in, in one of the early episodes of, of, uh, of UK, of a uh, story of Canada versus the world. Yeah. I think that, that second look she had, wasn't it with like the big wings and everything? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I guess then Chris, what was your first impressions? Of Stephanie Prince? Yeah. No, a, a, a new queen. I think I don't know. To me, the, these days, the queen has to do something really, really stand out when they come in to even stand out from the hundreds of queens mm. that are existing now. So, um, no, she didn't really stand out from uh, someone brand new to me uh, in the group. So I was kind of excited to kind of see her in the show and see what she does. She, yeah, she I... was. The, oh, sorry, she was the first, the first Calgary queen, and, and kind of representing the Philippines as well. So I think so. She. She was trying to own her space with it within the you know within the cast. Like I felt when she walked into the workroom in season two of Canada's Drag Race, she came in with more like heft and bombast than she did this time. I kind of felt 
it, she entered kind of meekly. And I guess maybe that's what happens sometimes when you're like, you come in with trying to prove yourself and that, you know, you have to overcome, you know, your reputation for coming out on 10th or whatever in the first season. Uh, but like, I think she's very visually led and I think she's very strong in terms of the looks and um, yeah, I was excited to see her back. I was hoping for a redemption, so to speak. Kendall Gender came in next. She was third queen in, a third Canadian queen. Uh, did you like Kendall in her original season, Larry? I did a lot. Uh, she's a Vancouver queen. Uh, she seemed very seasoned. I, I know she was kind of part of that brat pack that when, mm. when they, she came in. With Geometric got, but... and Cynthia Kiss. I can't yep. remember the name, but yeah, it was it was yep. the brat pack actually, yeah. Yeah, but not so much. They weren't the Alaska Talks, you know, Alaska Talks type of. Uh, they were they were the Canadian version. So uh, thank you for very good. But she, yeah, she's a uh, uh, she's done very well uh, since her season two. So I was yeah, really glad to see her. Um, she's a slice, definitely. She, <laughs> she made sure to repeat that catchphrase as oh, many yes. times as possible in that one. Yeah, yeah soak it up. Yeah. <laughs> <Monet>. <laughs> uh yeah, I, I found myself not as excited to see her necessarily because she did so well in the first season that I was like, okay, I guess I found myself like looking forward to Stephanie kind of more because it was more of a redemption. And it felt really recent since she was on that I was like, I don't know if she's had a chance to grow that much. Uh, but I did like her in her first season. All right. And then Isis Couture. I don't know. Do you <laughs> feel it's a bit do you think it's a bit disrespectful to ask her to come back when she's already won? Like she, like you know, as Rita Baga says, like you've already won hundred grand. Like is that not enough? Like surely she should be elevated to a higher tier and doesn't need to jump back in the ring again. Yes, totally agreed. It felt really weird for her to come in, especially again because most of the queens are from season two, so mm. it's a bit unfair to have her other contestants play against her again when she already won. Um, aside from that, she's the only winner on the series. Mm-hmm. And if she loses, it diminishes her in the first season to begin with. If she's, especially if she's beaten by another contestant from season two, um, so I don't know. Just all kind of there's opportunities just for it to kind of ruin the Canadian series or kind of just make it seem a bit um, arbitrary or incorrect for her to have won the first time. Yeah, and like I know BB came back for All Stars three, but like you're talking 10 years later almost at that point and the show had totally changed like this is a reigning queen up until whatever September of this year you know she was reigning at the time of competing I thought that was a bit unfair and like my feelings towards it kind of overshadowed my excitement to see her because she is great and she has a really good two episodes here but I think I just can't get past the fact that I'm like she shouldn't have to do this (laughs) Uh, agreed that's all the Canadian ones down. Anita Wiglet, are you guys familiar with Drag Race Down Under then? Yes. Did yes, you like sir. Anita? Chris? Yeah, she's a great personality. <laughs> Definitely energetic. Yeah. So um, exciting to see kind of a new, some new energy into the team. And I think she'll integrate well across the different queens. So uh, definitely a peacekeeper of any of the ones joining in. So it's good to see her joining the team. Yeah. Larry? Yeah, I liked her. I I like her a lot in terms of like she's um, engaging, but her um, sometimes I can get a little bit tired of kind of the her like the the face like she does like you know it's kind of the you know she has a famous face that she does, but 
you know, that can get a little bit tired, I suppose. That's uh, that would be my only kind of feedback. But in terms of that, she was she did fantastic as the Queen as Queen Elizabeth II on her snatch game. Mm. I, I, I really I really like that. Uh, just got you know, nice and raunchy, uh, which yeah. was so opposite of what her personality is. Seems so you know, it's like nice <laughs> and kind. Uh, yeah, like James used to always call it the Joan Cusack face, like because <laughs> it's always this sort of yeah, it is a it's, it's a distinct visual impression but i was just excited to see down under in the mix because they weren't in uk versus the world so i kind of want more and more franchises in there like you know get as many of them in as possible um it would excite me uh silky then walks in um and i think this is like a really good time for silky because obviously she had that iconic episode of all star six where she you know had those six lip syncs and even lip synced against herself at one point when akiri didn't show up are you excited to see Silky back, Chris? I think that um, I found her. It's hard to tell us to these days what someone's personality or story is because it can be dramatized so much by the edit. Mm-hmm. But I did find in her first season that she was a bit uh, too much for me. But again, that could just be the edit itself. And she kind of came out being a bit of the bad guy. Sure. And which really kind of came out as being much more endearing in her next season in all stars. And she kind of like opened up that like, that it kind of really hurt her. And I feel really bad about Mm. that. And then felt bad that in that season, she was too quiet admittedly on her own end. So I'm excited for her to get to come back and have the energy of both past seasons, the learnings of those seasons. And now she can kind of be her true real self and kind of give us the biggest personality, um, but kind of in a new way that maybe hopefully will get taken well by the the drag race audience. Uh, but yeah, she, she she's always a fun intro to to the group. And after that drag race, Cena uh, wins in the last season in All Stars. I'm excited to see how much further she goes this season. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Whereas the Raja, her season eleven new castmate joins in after her. Were you excited to see her, Larry? Uh, Raja, yeah, um, I think she, similar to uh, to Silky having a redemption in All Stars. Raja definitely had came full circle because she 100%. definitely was she was a felt she's definitely a villain or you know personified uh, against um, uh, it was against uh, Scarlet Envy I think at one point all right as well wasn't it? Yeah, someone who's wearing I'm... bin bags Evie. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Evie. I know she went. She used to go for Evie a lot. You know, saying that she was, you know, smelly and all these type of things. Mm. So it was, it was really, I think, you know, it was, she was um, kind of fighting for her life there at uh, on on her on her first season. But uh, no, she nearly took it. You know, she nearly she nearly won All Stars. She was she was definitely a contender. And uh, to see her come, I think especially the, the the dynamic between Brooke and Silky and Raja all being on the same season, and now Brooke. You know, judging both Silky and and Raja, it's a really cool dynamic, and I was it's, it will make for good television because I'm I'm hoping there's a little bit of a cat fight. <laughs> or, yeah, it's or, an interesting yeah. dynamic, all right. Especially when we get to episode two, and I was like, so Brooklyn is going to be giving snatch game tips to Silky. Is is that is that what this segment is supposed to be about, really? <laughs> so yeah, it must be a very strange dynamic between them, and it's interesting to know how like close they would be as friends. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see Raja back, and I, I just I got a bit annoyed as well that I felt it was kind of lazy casting to have the two of them back again in the same like the third time competing in the same season together. Like, could you not have staggered them? Could you not have taken somebody from All Stars for like Naomi Smalls, Grace here, but even like Farrah Moan would be fun to have back. 
you know, yeah, they kind of got annoyed they, that they're the same season three times in a row. Yeah, are they kind of like a pairing the same way that Trinity and Monet kind of come as a package? Are they trying to package like Silky and Raja uh, as, as you know, like a, as a dynamic duo? Yeah, it's probably a bit lazy. They are they would be, I guess, considered uh, good television though. They're probably a, a, a guaranteed um, uh, watch. You know, you know mm. that they they're confident and they they're going to turn good looks and they're going to have good good banter. Yeah, hundred percent. Then it's Vanity Milan. Were you what well, were you excited to see Vanity Milan, Larry? Uh, not, not a whole lot. I, I wasn't a big fan of her, I guess, so much on her season. But then, well, then maybe in, in a way, you know, that this is once again like this is our opportunity for redemption as well. So you know, what I, I was a bit surprised, I guess, more than anything to see her. Um, but uh, you know, she obviously showed right away that she's a contender. So mm-hmm. uh, I am excited now to see what she can do. Yeah, like it was just, and similarly, I know season three had just finished, but. We still haven't had anyone from season two UK, which is such an iconic season sorry, on any of the All-Stars seasons. And again, I was like kind of gutted that we didn't get it. Now, I think a few of them are in the works to be on US versus the world next year, I think. But yeah, I don't know. I really wanted a taste or an Ahura or... Bimini, I could watch her all day, you know. 100%. Like, they must be... They must have a plan for Bimini. They must be like keeping her up the sleeve for something because she's beloved and she's brilliant. Why would they not use her again? I don't know. Um, but someone who is brilliant and I'm really excited to see is Victoria Scone or Scone, should we say? Chris, are you hyped for a full rate or full season from her now? Yeah, she was really good. She had really impressive costumes. Um, in her her or her. Uh, episodes so i'm looking forward to seeing more from her it's sad that she had to go early it's always sad to see a queen go early because of damaging themselves within the show itself because they're pushing mm-hmm. themselves just so hard so uh, I, I always just um love redemption stories of people coming back and getting a second chance uh, and she deserves it so and it brings another dynamic um she is still the only <clears throat> female across all seasons female, yeah yeah still yeah so that's amazing that uh, mm-hmm. a she's not more, and then b that she's getting a second chance. So I'm glad to see more from her. That she has a lot more to bring, and we'll discuss more of her, some of her thoughts on the show as we go through the episodes. Yeah, uh, in this episode now. And although I'm delighted to see her back, again, it kind of annoys me that she, we didn't get to see it. Like she didn't join season four of UK. Like she did this instead. And like this is going to be six episodes long. UK would have been minimum 10 if she got to the final or maximum 10 if she got to the final. We just would have got more of her, I think. So, yeah, like I found myself a bit lukewarm towards the cast for like those silly reasons. Like I didn't think Isis should be back because she didn't, you know, she's too good for it. I didn't like the fact that they paired up Silky and Raja. I didn't like that there was no season two UK Queen Girls. I didn't like that Victoria's gone got to skip UK for because I just wanted to see more of her. But like now that they're all in the room, I'm very excited for them all. <laughs> I want to see them all do well. So there we go. Are you familiar with Anjulie, either of you? No. <laughs> I, I, she has. I know she has a um, a, a popular song. Um, you know, so, but I, I didn't know that she had done the body of work that she had did when, when mm. they introduced her. Um, but yeah, she's fan- she was. I found her very confident and and fantastic advice too that she was yeah. giving the queens. Like it was it was solid. So I totally understand why she was brought on board. 
uh, for the episode. That stand to your own ovation line to Silky, I thought was a really good addition to the song. Kind of like kind of made the verse then because when Silky stepped up, you're like, okay, let's kind of let's hear how the final package came together after that advice. So yeah, I think she did a great job. I think it's the first time I've heard the. Um, um people give actual feedback as to what the lines could be mm. I, I know that usually they give feedback for example the stand-ups and they'll give them ideas of how to change the lines but i've never seen them recommend how to change lyrics before and yeah. she was constantly giving new ideas to try, try to break up some of the the kind of maybe heavy paragraphs that people were trying to speak through so she really leaned into it trying to get feedback which was good yeah, people people were acting as if it was like they were getting paid per syllable or something like that. And those verses, like there was, they were motor mouths a lot of them, especially Anita. Um, so let's get into the girl group challenges. Bonjour High was the name of the song. I thought it was actually a bit of a banger. What a way! To, <laughs> yeah, what a way to start the the series. Uh, it was very strong. I thought all three of them were fantastic. Yeah. So you had a touche, which was Anita, Rita, and Victoria. You had the maple shirups, which was Kendall, Isis, and Stephanie. I hated that name. And then serve S or V, Vanity, Raja, and Silky. Uh, Larry, which one was your favorite? I think the winning team would have was my favorite. You know, I, I they were all really strong and for different reasons. You know, either being campy or some great moves, but I just thought, uh, yeah, yeah, I just saw Vanity, Raja, and and Silky. It was just very easy for them. It just kind of it just effortless. But you know, mm-hmm. I mean, that, that they were rocking it. The great, great lyrics and great dance moves, and yeah, just I definitely that's I think they were the standouts for sure. Yeah, because they weren't necessarily the winning team because they there was like Vanity won, but also Rita won, so there was like two different teams there, um, so. But you said felt they were the best overall. Yeah, Would you overall. agree, Chris? Yeah, definitely. Uh, the, the the band seemed definitely different in style, but definitely like, Raj's team, it just felt very finished, like, very polished. Mm. Um, I found the Mabel Sherps. You hate the name. <laughs> I think it's great. <laughs> um, but um, also was pretty good. Anything was better than the first one. I hate, what's the name of the first band again? Touche. Touche. It felt that felt band felt very nineties Sweden, but with bad lip syncing. They were just maybe so bad that everyone else just seemed so much really? better. I thought they, they were my favorite. Those were the two shade, the three of them. Like I thought, I generally thought Victoria Scon was robbed. Like she actually gave us a bit of vocals. She gave us a bit like of actual singing, which I, I thought was really fun. Now I know the whole Augie Augie Augie. It was a bit. It was a bit like um, soggy, know, soggy, soggy. Butlands or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I, I liked. It. I thought Rita was fun, and the way they would like choreograph it. That you know, Rita got confused, and then they grabbed onto her, and they all did the fight. Like I don't know. I really enjoyed that camp element of it. Yeah, they, um, I did too. It, it was it was camp, but um, I just think I don't know. Just the the way the. You know, the way I just think the way Vanity came out, she just such a strong start, and it just set the tone. Yeah, you know, for everyone else to just and Raja, of course, is just a natural like she, like she just I danced to house down boots, <laughs> literally. <laughs> uh, and Silky's just so entertaining. She's so engaging when you see her on stage. You just can't help, but, you know. She's just you know she's larger than life and all and always. So I just think the, the three of them together, it just it was just natural naturally a uh, a good pairing. I actually thought Silky's verse in that serve group, which I've actually just realized 
is their initials s or v i i just thought they were trying to do a cool modern spelling of serve um i thought silky's verse was the best like i thought she had the best stage presence and i thought she delivered the vocals well and i thought the lyrics had significance i think i personally based on the edit i saw didn't actually hear much of what Raja was saying but i think her presence in the room seemed to be really great because she ended up in the top and like she's so charismatic and she was so fun. And I loved that like yellow cat suit that she was wearing. Whereas Vanity then was really pulling the dance moves. But even that line, which was like, you know, what was it like? Not all black people are the same or whatever the line was. I don't know if she delivered that with enough like chutzpah. Because it was a very powerful message and maybe it deserved like that little, you know, more of a pause or a bit more push i, I yeah. get what you're saying yeah yeah um so tell you like the maple sheroes you like the name who's, who's your favorite of those chris um isis i think uh, sang really well in that group um she kind of got the brief as well she didn't like she had really good lyrics it was really well spoken and really clear she didn't really pack it in and she already had also uh, kudos to her she already kind of had good lyrics going into the um, feedback session, she kind of got an A plus already mm. before, and a feedback on her from um, from the from the judges. So, um, yeah, I think she kind of came in and stole the show in that in that team, and maybe one of the best ones across um, everybody. But yeah. again, I think everybody in in serve were the best across the board, <laughs> and well, and was a bit sad um, that uh, Silky didn't get as good a feedback as I thought she would get later on about that because she was just so impressive. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And I agree with Isis being the best. I think she was clearly the standout of those three. And I know that they kind of have to set up why Kendall and Stephanie are in the bottom two by slowly showing us Kendall do the wrong thing in the background and stuff like that. But like, really, like they were all very good and you probably wouldn't have noticed it if they hadn't shown it to you. Um, like, I do think, I think Stephanie's verse possibly was my least favorite of them all. Um. But I thought Kendall's was good. Like if I hadn't noticed the the dodgy background dancing, I probably wouldn't have wouldn't have clocked it. Was Isis your favorite as well, Larry? Yeah, really good. I think it was very. Uh, you know, we we're talking about like getting too many words, trying to like fill too much too many words into mm-hmm. in, into the song. I think she was very precise. It was it's memorable words, and um, I think she, because she is she's going into it as a winner already, and like you can feel that confidence in her. It's just like yeah, like I am, you know, I I, I can I'm I'm selling it as a winner. Uh, that's the feeling I got. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Okay, so that's the main challenge. Then it was onto the runway where they had to kind of give their I, think, I can't remember the category, but some kind of basically like your signature drag look kind of vibe. First up was Anita with this magenta tool. And I mean, it was a nice, nice garment. I could see it wearing out at like a summer picnic in the park. Didn't scream, you know, international drag race competition to me. It's been done. Uh, (laughs) It's been done uh, before and better. I think so. Um... I was trying to think of the queen that did when they had the tool in season that uh, was a season 12 you had the tool um category and a lot of those uh, in, might in, have been 13 in, in, oh, maybe 13 yes yeah mm. i think it was 13 yeah and i think a lot of those queens would have done it better uh you know i'm thinking, I'm not thinking about the looks but 
she looked fine though. I, I, I always when there's a, the, kind of the beige or like skin tone uh, inserts into like the dress, I find it maybe it makes it look a bit cheap too. Like uh, you can see it on mm. the back and stuff. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I just think for this caliber, and and she she would know that she's coming up against some. You know, global queens. That's it, it, you know, it's not enough to bring just a, a gown. Yeah, because like I don't say I think it felt overly cheap. It just didn't feel glamorous enough. It kind of felt a bit day wear almost. Uh, whereas Rita, like I guess Rita comes out afterwards and really establishes the tone with her. I wrote mustard and magenta, and then I was like, oh, it's probably rhubarb and custard is the combination I should probably go with. <laughs> mustard and magenta isn't as a classic a combo. But with the massive like wig and the scepter and everything, were you impressed by this, Chris? Well, yeah, I think uh, the general theme for me across most of these dresses were they were just a bit boring and don't stand out in general versus the hundreds of dresses you've seen on Drag Race to date. But mm. Rita was one that stood out. Um, it, it was quite eye-catching. I wrote down intergalactic hot dog. I mean, that's what she kind of referred to as her kind of hot dog wand, didn't she? Like as well. Yeah. So maybe it was mustard and ketchup was was the colors after all. Um, I thought it was quite good. Yeah, but like, yeah, you know, seen before a bit, but it, it was it stood above the ground amongst the other more average or below average clothing that happened on the runway this episode. Yeah, she's really leaning into the kookiness, and I don't really remember her as being that kooky the first time around. She's agree? doubling down. It's yeah. a bit of a. She's kind of leaning into her kind of like um, French cabaret clown um, mm. a lot, um, which is interesting. And it's a viewpoint, and it's something different. So we're interested to see where that goes. Yeah, it, it definitely stands out as something. <laughs> I haven't decided yet. What I do, do we like this. it? Let's see. Let's give another <laughs> four. The door open. We will see. <laughs> uh, Victoria Scon was up next with with her like purple wig and these it basically they look like scones like sewn onto her dress this like skin tone thing it was i liked it i thought it was like a kind of like a dessert but i didn't really get the concept yeah i didn't see scones all i saw was hemorrhoids oh. <laughs> <laughs> and piles i thought that dress looked gross i thought it looked like a skin condition that's all i could see <laughs> i i don't they didn't look like scones at all to me <laughs> they look like warts or whatever, anything, but like Blisters. I wanted to vomit looking at that dress. <laughs> uh, Larry, do you have any saving words for Victoria, or are you also on the she needs an ointment for that train? Which, yeah, she likes to incorporate food a lot because you know, into her looks. Um, yeah, so the it, afternoon it, tea look she had in season, yeah, season one, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I think or, the, I yeah. love her because Victoria Scone is a fantastic name, but you know, you can you can kind of hold back a bit from adding food to your or like food kind of you know uh, mm. you know looking kind of material I don't know yeah. if she said it was actually supposed to be scones though like I uh, maybe I'm just she did she did scones. say yeah, it was she did, food. Yeah. okay yeah. all right it was not <laughs> uh now I, I must say candles was my least favorite of the night I I that like silver lame uh, like cape that she wore just looked very kind of cheap I would say or the pants as well I mean I didn't mind the hair so it was white cape silver pants um but yeah I've seen her like I saw her I saw her wear better on her original season so I was kind of disappointed that this is what she brought 
It, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't Eleganza. It was, it, it, it just could have been more. It could have been a longer cape. It could have been uh, maybe more color. And so it was all just one, it was so monotone that it all kind of got lost in the sauce. And mm -hmm. swords too, it didn't really quite get it. it like, uh, and they called that to her as well. Like it's more warrior than, than queen. So, I mean, mm. to each their own, but in terms of inter their interpretation. But yeah, the hair, but I do like the hair. I really kind of like the way that uh, my silver um, went down her forehead onto her face. That was that was a uh, uh, that was cool. Yeah, it felt like it felt like it's a costume you put on in the morning before you go to a daytime office costume party. I feel like I've seen this as a throw together costume before because yeah, it was kind of Mortal Kombat-y but like so nondescript of which character it was supposed to be that it was like I'm just a generic pixie ninja lady <laughs> patent that <laughs> get that on a t-shirt <laughs> Isis Keturah I feel is here she has invested her hundred grand and she's here to be like I'm the goddamn fashion queen of this season because this look with the um, again, she was basically kind of wearing the same LeMay as Kendall, but it was much nicer in this really tight fitting dress, uh, full body length. And then this gorgeous um, blue velvet coat with this trim of white ostrich feathers around the perimeter. And she said it was $100 per ostrich feather, which I'm sure is the going rate. Um, but yeah, stunning. I think she owns like shares in an ostrich farm or something. I, think, <laughs> I don't think we've seen the end of her feathers. Oh yeah, <laughs> plenty of plumage throughout the season. I think we're going to be getting yeah, yeah. But she, yeah, but she know like she, she is a look queen. Uh, yeah, she's like she every like she just turned it constantly uh, in her season and season two. So I'm not surprised to see that she's bringing it to. But yeah, that's kind of the unfair again. Like she has a hundred grand, you know, in her, in her bank that she can use to pull out these looks. So, um, but it, not that you need to have money because Rasha has proven uh, and she, you know, she's, she loves the fact that she, you know, she's branded as kind of a frugal queen. So, um, but yeah, no, ice has rocked it. She looked, she looked amazing. Yeah, definitely. Was this one of your favorites, Chris? Yeah, it was great. But, but again, uh, money can buy a lot of things. Uh, so it's a bit of an easier win for her. So it just feels taste. a bit like we well, no. famous, yeah, famous, you know. Um, definitely can't always, but it helps. Um, and it's just a shame that it's just a step up over everyone else. So mm. it's kind of an unfair advantage across the board, especially with Raja and Silky coming out from their third season. So they're probably even, uh, as we'll see, obviously already running out of things potentially um, in their closet. Uh, due to that, at least for maybe Raja's side of things, but we'll come back to that. Stephanie Prince was up next. She gave us like the indigenous Filipino village queen. I love this, but it did detract that she needed to keep holding it on her head. Um, but she was obviously able to balance it as well. Do you think it would have been better just without that or just a smaller version of that, Chris? I, it's hard to tell because it, the size of it may be part of the reference as well, mm. but yes, holding it up made it look cheap and then then it's, and then it kind of cheapens the whole look and it's a shame because it's a cultural representation for herself as well so um it's a shame um surely people can wear giant medusa heads on their head in the uk or they can wear any number of things on their head and, and make it work and without balancing it surely they could have been made in some way mm -hmm. to be hollow or be able to hold up in some way so it's a shame they couldn't find some sort of option or solution uh, and that that, that uh, detracts from it overall 
Sadly. It was it was stunning. Like other than that. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> uh vanity, then I don't know if I really liked this. Like a gold quilted dress with this like helmet crown made of pearls. Like I kind of liked the concept in there, but I didn't really all come together. Where did you land on it, Larry? Any wearing anything quilted on the runway, I think you're you know it's it has to be super fitted and if not just a bit bulky. So I think that like I wasn't a big fan of the quilted element and anything anything over your face as well. The cage it take away from you. You're always need to be serving face. You know you want you want your face to be visible. So I think the I wasn't a big fan of the way that the kind of the, the pearls, uh, the, yeah, just the angles of it. it yeah, it wasn't. Uh, I, I understand probably she's going for like a monarch, you know, mm. you know, trying to reference that for the UK. But uh, yeah, it wouldn't have been. It would have been my favorite look of the night. Because um, it wasn't committed to either like a full monarchy look with a crown, because like there, there was like cutouts on the shoulder. But then it wasn't fully committed to like a fashion take on the monarchy either. It was like a weird hybrid of the two. Were you impressed, Chris? No, no. it was one of the the. I could, the most, I could tell you didn't the, need to say anything. I could tell from your face. He, he just like fell into the general pile of repeated costumes that I phase out on, and I'm just like, okay, this is just another one of these. Okay, next, let's go. Is, is Raj just <laughs> one of these as well? The one that she that purple one she made. I I think this is better than the next episode, but just Roger's amazing, and I love that she can make her own clothes, and that's fantastic. It's just very impressive. However, it's just starting to get a, a little bit generically one note for me on what she makes. So it's just not standing out for me as much as maybe her last season when it was just a bit more new what was, with what she was rolling out. So, no, Are you she on kind the same of page, Larry? went mid-ground. Yeah, it gave me throwbacks to uh, Crystal Method in her velvet, that blue velvet look, kind of asymmetrical. Raja does kind of a lot of that similar look as mm. well, like uh, kind of the jumpsuit, kind of asymmetrical, odd material, royal color. It, 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 it can be a little bit predictable what she what she throws out there, but I mean it's made uh, to perfection. Uh, she knows it, but. Uh, I wasn't wowed by it. Yeah, I was. You know, didn't. Yeah, I didn't throw my shoe at the TV. That's <laughs> probably good for the for the sake of your TV. Um, I quite liked it. I liked like even the detail of how she had that hair that was tied up and it kind of looked like it was a crown made of hair. Like I think there was some really nice details to it. But like I do think part of the reason she didn't win All Star Six is because you could tell she made all her runways. I know she, I could tell she probably made this, but I don't know if I would have told, I would have known had I not known that she's a brilliant seamstress anyway. So I think the first two have been good. And I think also there's a lower standard of looks when you get to like international seasons as well. So I think she might be able to to pull through, but I guess we'll see. But someone who has famously had relatively poor track record on the runway is Silky and I really loved what she wore in the first episode when she came out as the black grieving queen after the death of the king and then revealed into that lo- lovely, gorgeous, almost like Josephine Baker sort of inspired dress with a massive big bustle. And I think it's one of the best things I've seen Silky in. And that includes what she wore to the finale. 
No, totally agreed. I think she she was one of the standouts for this episode. For me, I'd written down that it was her and Rita that I liked the most, and Silky was my favorite as well. Um, I didn't see it coming, uh, but it was great. I loved it. So I'm I'm loving that Silky's coming into this season planning to win it, mm. I think, so far. Everything she's been doing so far is spot on where she should be going with it, and she stands yeah. above everyone else. So who would, if it was, if it was Chris and Larry's drag race, who would you have in the top two and who would you have in the bottom two? We'll start with you, Larry. I think Van de Milan, she, she deserved, uh, she deserved to be there for sure. Uh, uh, yeah. She just came out of the gate strong and um, I try to, I don't know who I would have put second. Uh, Chris, what do you, what do you think? Who would you, if we had a, <laughs> one each. Yeah. One one each. each. <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll do Van Milan and what, and who would, who would you choose? Silky, I think she did quite well in both the runway and in the performance. I think that should give her at least a top two placement for sure. Yeah, I totally agree. I would have definitely have Silky up there um, because I think she, like, I don't know what she could have done better really in this episode. I think she did pretty, pretty well. And I do, I loved Victoria Scone's verse, so I'd put her in the top. And I'd probably bias because I just love her, but there you go. <laughs> Listen, UKI. Yeah. Yeah, here. It's Canada's time or North America's time. Uh, I loved what I loved Rita's magenta ruffled 80s suit that she lip synced in, though. That was like such a there was such a character behind that suit. I loved it. Um, yeah, so then they both had to lip sync to Anjali's brand new bitch. Uh, it was Vanity versus uh, Rita. And then they had to send home Kendall or Isis if they won. Vanity won, became the second queen, second Drag Race UK queen ever to win money on Drag Race following the Vivian this year. Uh, <laughs> so that says a it's lot. A big momentous occasion. Yeah, like, exactly. And you could tell. It's paid money from the UK. When Brooke was like, that, you've won $10,000. Vanity's like, say what? And Brooke was like, you heard me. So I think that's why she was so shocked. Uh, and... You ran 10,000 repeater badges. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Who were you? I, I personally found myself kind of rooting for Stephanie Prince to stay because I kind of wanted to see more from her. Were you happy she stayed, Chris? Or would you rather see Ke- Kendall stay? Um, It was a hard... <laughs> Of the two, I probably would assume you might get more from Kendall based off of her track record. Mm-hmm. But I understand why she was sent home. It was an obvious play for a competitorship, which I support the Queens playing to win. Um, I guess I would have rather have seen Kendall stay, but I'm happy to see what Stephanie King gave as well because she didn't. She got kind of cut short on her season as well, yeah. anyway. So I, I was say... I wasn't hurt. Larry, yeah, I. I really like Kendall uh, and like the talking head. So she, I, like, I love her commentary. Um, and boy, does she I, talk with her hands. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. They could barely keep her in frame. She was gesticulating so wildly. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah, very expressive, yeah, emotive. Um, but I think Stephanie is going to be a bit more drama. So I, I like the fact that she was kept around because I think she'll like poke the bear a bit and, and, and be a bit confrontational. So for television, like for good TV, I think Stephanie Stephanie might be uh, you know the better choice, but I but to be fair, I I would have liked to see Kendall. I just like Kendall a lot as a queen, so 
I, I would have preferred her over Stephanie. Yeah, like I was kind of like secretly, fingers crossed, hopefully Stephanie will stay. And then she did. I was like, Grant. And then I saw a Snatch game next week. And I was like, oh, well, should we got should we got a Snatch game? So <laughs> maybe they should have kept Kendall. <laughs> so it turns out then Rita had also chosen for Kendall to go, which was surprising because I probably would have, I for some reason thought she was going to go for Stephanie because I kind of felt... Yeah, and so whichever way that interaction went down, I kind of felt she was going to go for Stephanie, but anyway, um, she ended up choosing Kendall. Then there's a really interesting conversation here with Victoria Scott and the word fishy. <clears throat> so this isn't the first time I've heard this. I know if, if people have watched Dragula, it came up in season three of Dragula from the, the Queen Hollow Eve kind of discussed it. So it's a word that I had stopped using kind of because I had heard of that. But it was good for Victoria to, to kind of bring it up and flag it. And it actually made me think of how many times it's probably been used over the last five years still and no one has said anything about it. What did you think of 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 when she brought it up, Chris? Um it's my first time kind of hearing it brought up, but I immediately understood it. It made total sense. Mm-hmm. The world has way too much interest in female vaginas and how they want to control them, their rights, what they can do with it, etc. Then to also to try and say that they also smell as well and try to mock them for that just feels an extra level of unnecessary reference point in this world, especially since even ignoring the fact that um, Victoria is a cisgender woman on the show. um, It probably should have been gone a while ago. What I was offended by is that it didn't really catch on in the conversation. It was just kind of like Vanity said, "Okay, because we have an AFAB person here who's cisgender, we're going to not say it. Like, no, yeah. that's not the answer. That's not why you don't say it. You say it because it's a valid point, or you don't say it because it's a valid point, and then you make change. So I found that I just found it uncomfortable because I really agree with Victoria, and I didn't think it got the uh, acknowledgement it really deserved. Yeah, I agree. Like, I felt vanity kind of undermined her there by just saying, okay, well, we're just not going to use it around you. Is like, well, that's kind of not the point, <laughs> you know? And I think, like, when you, even, like, the thought exercise of, like, you're saying or you know these queens are saying i feel so feminine that my fake vagina like smells of fish when you you phrase like that you're like oh yeah okay we don't need to be using that (laughs) That makes no sense what a stupid thing to say um but yeah i'm glad she brought it up and you could see in the talking head like she seemed kind of almost triggered like how anxious she was and having to bring it up and yeah i think it's very commendable and, and it kind of goes to show Almost the negligence that the show has been perpetrating by not having more women in the room to share their experience that we're letting things like that continue. So did you what what was your takeaway from it, Larry? Yeah, I to be fair, I never really thought much before about the word fish and how it was used and, and the reason why it was used for kind of uh, you know, kind of you know, very feminine looking drag queens. Mm. So it was an education for me. I think it it was it was great for um Victoria to bring it up. And I think as kind of the first Abfab, um, you know, contestant, it's, she probably feels like a duty uh, to, you know, to, you know, to, to bring it up and, and, uh, and so to, to educate, you know, to everyone on it. So I, 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 thought, I was very proud of her for doing it. I didn't like how Stephanie kind of came back. She's like, but how about if I want fish for dinner? I was like, she, like, she didn't get it. Like they, it was almost like they weren't getting the point that she was, that Victoria was trying to make. So, um, yeah, I hope it catches on. I hope it, and I, we don't, we have, we have lots of other words that we can use. We don't need, yeah, we don't need to use. Yeah. To be fair, I think Stephanie took it better than that. Like, I know she did make the joke and I get, and, and 
you know, I felt that was probably a joke after five minutes of conversation that I don't really know why they left in. But I think she got a bit defensive and was like, oh, but I thought it was like lady boy. And then she apologized. And, and I was like, OK, I think that think that's fair. Um, But yeah, I also noticed I also kind of felt showing you know like two people fight and you feel like the Red Sea departs. Like that everyone else was like not saying a word rather than some like nobody said, thanks for bringing this up, Victoria. I appreciate, you know, you saying this is an important message. So. Maybe because it's so... They probably maybe they still use it a lot, like they use that word, or they haven't thought about it before, or yeah. you know, it could have caught them off guard. So, uh, and because it is on live, you know, what like, it's a recorded television, maybe they're, you know, just testing the waters and not, you know, mm. being careful not to jump in. Yeah, that's fair. Let's jump to the Snatch Summit. I thought this was a fun twist on Snatch Game, um, as a concept. I I don't know. Did you, did you, Larry? Did you watch uh, Canvas Drag Race season three? Yes, I did. Yeah. I I'm not sure Brooke. I don't think it's Brooke's fault. There's something about how they film Snatch Game in Canada. That I don't think it really hits. Like I don't think when someone's being really funny, they tell you that they're being really funny. Like we're so used to the hammy RuPaul being like. <laughs> bent double and like that's him telling the audience you are being very funny I don't know if Brooklyn gives you that and for that reason I kind of feel Snatch Game ends up being kind of stilted like this one was yeah what I missed as well so you know normally they ask the contestant like watch your answer and then they'll give like a funny answer like so like you know and then the the queens have to match that they're trying to match the the answer to the contestants Uh, and that wasn't in this episode it was just they would ask them so I think that that's a, that element's lost, you know, trying to, because the, the, the contestants are also coming up with funny answers too. And there's a bit of banter back and forth. So as a summit, it felt very serious. It's like they did like the three Brooke and the, um, you know, and the two judges were, yeah, I didn't feel like it was, there wasn't much interaction between them and uh, the rest of the Queens. So that, that was lost. Yeah. And I, and Brooke doesn't volley with them as well as RuPaul does. He was just kind of like, what's your answer and then <laughs> moves on <laughs> you know? so i think some of the yeah. best bits you get is that volley with rupaul and rupaul knows how to, she, she will make it funny you know if, if mm. she only needs like she and she knows that herself she you know, claims that she just give her a little something and she'll she'll laugh at it and it but it comes off genuine but i guess brooks might have felt a bit forced at times her, yeah. her, her chuckles yeah yeah i think so Let's go to the one by one. Chris, what do you think of Vanity's Spice? I uh, it didn't stand out for me so much. I like her as a queen in general, but like in general, it, it, this wasn't one of the characters that stood out for me. In general, for Snatch Game, there's always this flat line of gray characters that I just phase out in the back of my head because mm-hmm. they just do that. And I found this was one of them. Yeah, like I don't know if I like. I don't know if anything she said was necessarily funny. She just had a good Jamaican patois. Like, that was basically the character. Like, I don't know Spice that well. She's the dancehall queen. I think you ended up with a few characters who were very similar. Like, Big Frida's the queen of bounce. Spice is the queen of dancehall. Cardi B is a queen of rap. Like, they're they're all very loud characters that could shout over each other. And Lizzo's a loud character as well. And, you know... I think they were probably hamstrung by who was chosen. I guess I think the only reason Vanity ends up safe over Anita is because Vanity's accent is better than Anita's. But I actually found Anita's performance 
more funny. I don't know what you thought, Larry. And I think uh, she she was pushing the divorce line a bit too much. And she really, every answer has some element of, you know, uh, I'm divorced now. So, you know, blah, blah, blah. So mm. that, that got a bit tired, but she, she's entertaining. She'll give it like, she was always very high energy. And um, I guess for me, neither of the, I, I, neither one of them were very, uh, neither Spice or Adele, whatever were good uh, or Snatch characters. Well, obviously we have, we've had a winning Adele already from Ginger Minge and, Oh yeah, I'm oh, sorry. Kevin. Not meant. Yeah, not. I meant her being the Dell, not Adele as a. Sure. A, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess yeah. Ginger Minj's jokes were all kind of about Adele being fat, and I don't think Anita would go make that joke anymore. And also, yeah, you know, Adele looks different now. So, um, yeah, I guess, I guess the divorce is all she really did have to play with. But I think Adele is very similar to Cardi B, which Stephanie prefer- played, which is they're such personable and charismatic people. That's very hard to kind of parody them, really. Like, like you know, did you hate Cardi B, Chris? Like, were you, were you cringing at this? No, I think she stood out more than some of the other queens for what she was doing. But again, it's just um, it's one of those characters that maybe it's a been done several times, and mm-hmm. just Never ends up being effect. just yeah. ends up being yelling and saying, "I shake myself." on the pole whatever else so like it's just i don't know there's just i should not enough on the pole like it's just i don't <laughs> it's know just... hi i'm cardi b and i shake myself on the pole this this this, <laughs> this seems to be what the general reference point for the queens who try to do around snatch game or i don't know there just doesn't seem to be any essence of her uh, enough to make yeah. it a character that's that's funny but she characterized her well in in this and, and i so I think she did better than some of the other queens, but definitely not a standout to, to win, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Gilda, do you know much about Gilda? Yeah, I know. I've heard of Gilda. So she she would have been a famous, um, I guess she's originally a fr- from France, but uh, made her way to Canada and and uh, is a legend in her own right uh, here. Um, but I wouldn't have known her character. You know, I, it was, you know, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have known. Like, I've got nothing, I have no reference to compare her to apart from some mm. images, you know, that I've seen of her before. Because this felt like just Rita Baggett being Rita Baggett, really, and like it was grand. Like, you know, it wasn't amazing. It wasn't awful. I think there were some funny lines, but I, I didn't get any sense of who she was in the way that, like, I knew all about Little Edie after seeing, you know, season five Snatch Game, or there's some characters you learned about five Snatch Game to to great impersonations. I don't know if I know much about Gilda now, other than that that she exists. And she, and she has such a strong history, you know, uh, it was like 50, maybe like 50 years of being, you know, uh, you know, in the limelight in, in, um, in Quebec drag and Canadian drag. So there was, there probably was quite a bit that a reference, but yeah, no, I, I felt the same way. It wasn't an education and it was a, a bit of a missed opportunity. For Rita. Yeah. On the same boat, but even- Chris? Even if, yeah, even for Rita when she did eat a, eat a pill off, it just felt like uh, even though I think she did pretty well. Did she mm. win that episode? With, with that, but Edith, no, actually, Jimbo won with the the Jones. Yes, that as was... she should have. Uh, but Edith was kind of like, oh, she's old and she's dying. That was the theme of her character then. And when she said that she's going to do Edith's friend, I'm like, oh my god, where is this going? Who is this? <laughs> who's he wheeling out now? Someone who's already dead. Um, in in the character. Um, so yeah, I don't know. This this is, I think Rita is just 
a bit too flat potentially to maybe rise above in what we see as a quintessentially good snatch game character mm. so far from her two that she's done that we've seen. So yeah, I wasn't impressed. She was probably trying to educate the children. I guess in a sense, like you know, it is it is cool that she's bringing up you know a character you know a, a you know a persona that uh, may have, that may have been lost to the younger generation of drag fans. Uh, but it's a big risk when, you, when you're doing something that people don't know as a household name. Yeah, definitely. Um, Silky as Lizzo, like I think that's just the same trap with um, with Cardi B. Now, to be fair, Silky as T.S. Madison in season 11 was basically Silky being Silky and winning. And I think Silky just was going to be Silky again as Lizzo so it's weird to see that she didn't do well. And like that protract long protracted bit about Brooke putting his finger on his nipples and then what was that about? Yeah, I don't yeah, I don't it was the juice. She was trying to explain where the juice came from. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know, maybe if, if Brooke produces juice from her nips, but um for me the last opportunity was the flute. Like you know, she's she just she could have answered everything to the sound of a flute or like play mm. a flute or something that you know that was you know, Lizzo's so known for that. Um but yeah, yeah the just... flute did make an appearance when they were all twerking, which was another sort of moment of insanity during it that they all just had to get able to uh, what is going on here? Um <laughs> Chris though, Isis Couture as Donatella Versace. What were you were you living? Um, okay. I, I, I think no. <laughs> she was she was one she was one of the best of the bunch because I think a lot of them were not funny. Um I think she, so I think she did good characterization and she did good um kind of some one off comments. It was funny enough, but I still think it was not a like one of the great all no. performances of Snatch Game. No. I I wouldn't rewatch it. She's she's scraped by with it. She deserves it. She did good in that, in it, great. But it, it just wasn't enough to be able to make her into a, a fun character that you'll talk about for years to come. Agreed. It, it's not a Hall of Fame snatch game performance at all. But it was, yeah, it was the best. I I, I agree. And like, I think she had a good job. And I think Brooke says it in the critiques, which is you know you're in that point where you just want to be read by her you want her to say that your clothes are awful and why and like that's a kind of exciting place to be in and like you can't really lose once you manage to carve yourself out that sort of game that you're playing with people so i think that's ultimately what made what made it a winning winning performance um how familiar larry are you with kim woodburn with, with kim woodburn uh, yeah, I I would uh, I've known her from her her TV show. Okay. Um, you know, okay. The cleaning show. Yeah. So I know I know the character. So were you impre- were you impressed with this impersonation from Victoria? The look the look fan- was fantastic, and the, mm-hmm. I mean she was you know uh, uh, she's from someone from the UK playing a character from the UK, so she was you know she she had the voice down as well and the accent and um, so yeah I thought uh, I thought she did like you know just like you know a good job you know it was it was kind of. Um, good enough especially considering you know, some of the other characters yeah it was a bit earnest though like she's known for flying off the handle at like very little and she kind of just played it a bit straight up and down like there was no kind of real journey with the character yeah I thought, when she talk, took out the the feather duster like that was a great opportunity I think she could have ran with that a bit more um yeah I and mean, they called her out for it too like they were just waiting for her to go 
you know, apeshit or go, go, go get a bit wild. And yeah, she didn't do that, uh, which was, it was a missed opportunity for her as well. I like there's a famous clip where she's screaming at somebody for being an adulterer. Like she could have easily just done that, you know, Cardi B's husband cheated on her. Like oh, your husband, he's an adulterer. Like, yeah, there was definitely some of the things she could have done, which could have made it better. You were, Oh, so she was on a, an episode two of like you know a house in the sun her and her husband as well she, there was a um she, there were some quotes some funny quotes from that so there was a, she had lots of she has so much tv time that the draw mm. from and she never used any of it yeah so you're right it was um she could use some of that um big frida then chris i didn't get this i mean she she um played um the character i think quite well i mean i love a good masturbation uh, she mm-hmm. got a few laughs. She had a few lines. I didn't know the character. I, I later on looked her up. Uh, she has an amazing career in the industry, which is great to see. Um, so it's not like you could pull on anything that most of us, at least we didn't, didn't know yeah. who Big Radio was. So we can kind of link to it and make it more funny. Again, like she didn't stand out as, as a winner. She had a couple of good lines and she had a good confidence. And that in itself in this group was enough. Something enough but i love roger she's she's fun to watch and listen mm-hmm. to uh she didn't do as good as good as her as her last snatch game um so yeah yeah she's like kind of average i know big freedom purity from music i don't know what their personality is like i don't know how they'd answer any of those questions so like she was giving a character i had no frame of reference whether it was right i don't know if felt i learned much about it yeah i don't know so are you saying are we saying overall disappointing snatch game Morning snatch summit. It was no season fourteen of the US because that. Like, <laughs> so you're saying was, it's yeah. worse than season fourteen? It's not no, the no, worst. It's oh. not the worst. Like it's not. The, it's, there's been worse. I think that the season fourteen of the US was uh, that was crickets. Uh, so I yeah. think it was it was better than that. But um, is it caliber of like on a world stage where it's the best of the best from around the world coming together? No. Yeah, it was it kind of it let me down. Yeah, unfortunately. Let's go to back in the workroom. They're visited by Justin Trudeau. So, like, yeah, tell me your emotions throughout seeing the segment. Uh, let's start with you, Chris. Um, I love. We've done a number of interviews ourselves on our blog, asking people to kind of give feedback about Canada and everything else, and people love Justin Trudeau around the world. Mm-hmm. He is kind of a symbol for a progressive leader that cares about people and at least wants to try and care um, and also goes above and beyond for the LGBTQ community within Canada. As they mentioned, he was the first prime minister in Canada to ever walk in a pride parade. He did so in a wet shirt, <laughs> which was uh, a secondarily uh, reference point. But um, he does a lot to want to help and support a lot of different groups. So for him to show up on this show and be the first world leader on a drag race show, it, I, it's great to see Canada having a leader and improving to the world that we have senior government who will go above and beyond to try and care for its minorities. So it was great to see that. And then to see that replicated across the other country uh, contestants who were there uh, and give feedback that they can't believe that they can be part of that. And I think Victoria Scone said that she was so amazed that that could happen uh, and that they want to see it happen elsewhere as well in other countries. And I'm glad that Justin wanted the same as well. So, um, yeah, it was cool to see him uh, in the in this in this place and, and be a beacon for our country. 
Yeah, definitely. And like, you know, Larry, then afterwards, like Stephanie Prince has this really vulnerable moment where she kind of like starts to cry because of kind of like how much it meant for her to see him and based on like how great Canada is in terms of its, you know, uh, migrant inclusion and stuff like that. You know, that was a really sweet moment. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely the emotional, um, you know, Stephanie, you know, she uh, being an immigrant from the Philippines you know, and Justin touching on it as well, that Canada is, you know, the, um, you know land of opportunity for, for all uh, and every and accepting for all. So that for him to really push that message, you know, and I, I love the fact that he, so it has to go past tolerance. So, mm-hmm. when, you know, and then, and then Raja then repeating that again, that's the importance of leaders, global leaders, uh, their words have so much meaning because shortly after Raja, you know, repeated that to the, to the rest of the, uh, to the Queen. So um, his presence there will resonate through, for these Queens and they'll take that message to their, their communities. So, um, you know, representation for global leaders, it's, um, it's vital. So I was, I was so proud to see him there. Mm. I thought it was um, just, it, it is the epitome of what Canada is and, and we are a beacon um you know for for the rest of the world for inclusivity yeah like it was still done in a drag race way where they were all calling justin trudeau daddy like really know how to take take the sting out of a poignant <laughs> moment and he yeah justin that's a great thing he was there like so he he also he knew the terms about reading and and shade mm. and so he he would be not just there uh at ticking a box uh, you know, I'm going to be there. I'm, I'm going to show up to this. He's there and, and actually knows the culture as well, and, and made people know and, and made that known to the queens. Yeah. So he he brought it to their level, which is what you know a true uh, leader does. Also, his dad used to date Barbara Streisand, so I mean, <laughs> and his mom uh, used to date uh, Mick Jagger. I think. Oh wow! What a rock star family. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, he's, yeah. So it's a uh, he's he, Canadian royalty. You know, yeah. as far as as much as royalty goes for us, he, he yeah. That. Uh, let's go into the runways. Maybe that's just rather than go to them all. Do you wanna do you wanna both go for a look that you liked and didn't like? Maybe we will start with that. Uh, Chris, you want do you wanna go for first? My first one. I didn't like that Priyanka didn't dress up, and I don't like that the oppression that drag queens aren't allowed to come onto the show and and in drag uh, because there was only allowed to be one major host drag queen. So I'm annoyed that Priyanka okay, wasn't yeah. given the chance to dress up. Anyways, but back to the runway. Yeah. That's my side comment. Get political, um, get political <laughs> I know. I'm just adding all the shade on different ways where I can. Um, for my favorites, I loved Silky. I love that she's continuing to to kind of break it out this season. I love that she kind of thought outside of the box to make her body the galaxy and kind of had the side prop as the dragon, a smoking mm-hmm. dragon. So it kind of had the effects and it was she was glowing and it was different. I mean, a lot of the the, the dresses this again run away were very similar, basic silhouettes, things stuck to it, whatever. But this was one of the ones that was different than any previous season or any mm-hmm. other show. So that's what I want still. I want to be impressed and to be surprised. And I really loved that she brought that on her hair, her kind of like intergalactic braid sculpture. Again, yeah. she had like all these different elements to it. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, Larry? I really... Um... 
I'm trying to think which because um, the, the ones that come to mind are ones that I probably uh, I didn't like as much. Well, but, let's go with um, let's go with that. That's fine. Too. <laughs> well, I know because well with Victorious. So I'll tell you one I really liked. I liked that Anita uh, Anita brought kind of the down under. Well, I'm thinking of like Priscilla Queen of the Desert and these foam style wigs. Mm-hmm. They're really they're really popular. We and we lived in Australia for six years, so we saw a lot of drag down there as well. So um, when I saw that kind of sparkled foam wig, it was a bit nostalgic, and I thought it was really cool for her to use that, um, uh, representing you know her her season and, and that under, uh, and you know it was, it was very simple, just a half a moon, but the way it curved around her face and then the way the stars hung up from from the moon, I thought it was really pretty. So I actually I in the the different colors, the different deep tones in her dress, the different purples and blues. I thought so. I, I think she redeemed herself a bit from from the the fuchsia tool. Yeah. And then Victoria Scone, I reminded me of like Christmas, like the kind of the Christmas ornaments and hanging from the ceiling. I don't know if they have them. Like we used to have them as kids, like these gold, these flat, and you'd pull them open, and they had different designs. That's okay. it was giving me that. So I, I wasn't a, a yeah, I, to me it looked a, a slightly cheap. I know she it probably wasn't whatsoever, but I, I wasn't a I wasn't a huge fan of of her look. Chris, do you have one you didn't like? Uh, I have many, <laughs> but <laughs> I will I will I will pick Raja because, um, she, yeah, I feel like this dress. She's I even worn the same material before, in a similar style in the last season. I think it. I think it matched her her drag extravaganza look in the final episode, I believe. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's just not new. And yeah, it was really well done. It was slightly different, but only slightly different. I know that she's just so good and can do so much. So um, I'm just a bit worried that she it, it may hold her back, and it shouldn't. She's amazing, mm. and uh, I'm afraid for her a little bit if she's going to keep on doing this every episode. And once we get to uh, version thirty of this dress, <laughs> she'll have one in every color by the by the time she's finished. Yeah, no, Bianca, every shade Bianca of purple. Bianca Del Rio won. Bianca yeah. Del Rio won her season that way. So. Yeah, we're not in those decades anymore, boys. We moved on from from season five or whatever season she she <laughs> season won on um, season six. Uh, but her makeup was amazing, uh, absolutely beautiful. I thought she did great with that. I mean, I I, I see your point, and I, I think you're dead right that. Maybe we are getting a bit of a bit of the same throughout the runway looks, but I still think she looks great. Like it just it hugs her body. She looks like a real sort of superstar. I mean, did she maybe phone it in with like the concept? Like you know, I guess it did look alieny. So yeah, no, I don't mean I I did I did like it, and I actually kind of like Victoria's guns as well, like the the metal orbit, um, bits. But I think yeah, it maybe needed to be explained. But she like Silky kind of made herself the galaxy you know kind of like silky did i think isis couture again absolutely killed this like i don't even know the full references but it was kind of like day of the daddy almost and then like instead of having the what are they called like the spacers in your ear she just had like a big sapphire ring whatever like just absolutely breathtaking and i i really loved it i really love stephanie uh, as well with her pakala the the like the sort of filipino cult legend and stuff like that um so yeah i think there was a lot in there that was quite good i didn't love rita's sun goddess look that kind of felt like a kind of cheap vegas showgirl that was kind of maybe one of my least favorites yeah especially yeah. because 
with Silky having kind of the smoke coming out of the dragon's mouth was so impressive. Mm. And then Rita had a little a, a little puff of smoke coming out of her boob. It was like a candle, uh, really. It was like, it was, it was like, it was like, oh, it was like a mist. Yeah, like, yeah, she should have came out first. Or you know, mm. uh, that was a bit, yeah. Um, yeah. But so, uh, Isis, Isis was, yeah, she's my second, my, she's my top two. Both mm. her and Silky are my top two. And probably Isis was better. Um, the kind of the different elements of the dress, the different shape. Again, it stood out as being different than than the rest of the silhouettes that were around. Her intricately uh, kind of um, braided hair uh, matted in. Her neck color was amazing. She probably didn't need that big circle disc thing because, again, mm -hmm. her makeup was so good. I mean, the disc didn't really add much for me. Uh, but, yeah, she just did, as as always, really good. It was a bit of a strange runway category, really, like celestial bodies. It is a bit odd. Like, it's kind of very few places that you could go with it, I think. Um, other than, like, I think some of the best concepts were, you know, I come from this culture and we have a god for this, and I'm going to represent that god as a as a fashion. Like, other than that, it kind of became a bit clunky, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, so the top two of the week are Isis and Raja. Are, any objections to that? Not really. Yeah. Both. I mean, Isis definitely for sure. Yeah. And Raja was good enough in the snatch game, and she, like you said, she was dressed well. So. Yeah. Fine. She she can be the the other one of the top two. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Like it was pretty relatively poor showing. So I was like, based on what you've shown me, yeah, this kind of makes sense. Um, they lip sync to Skater Boy. And they get to choose from either Anita and Stephanie in the bottom two. Would they have been your bottom two, Larry? Anita and Stephanie? Yeah, Stephanie for sure. Uh, Anita, yeah, I think, yeah, I, I wasn't, uh, like I, you know, I said, I wasn't, I kind of got a little bit bored of the repetition of, of, of you know, kind of just talking about the divorce. So it, I, I didn't get any chuckles out of her. So, yeah, I guess no laugh equals bottom. Yeah, <laughs> we're doing maths here today, <laughs> and that's math. <laughs> I know I would have a vanity in the bottom. Like I think I didn't laugh at her either. Like I said, I think she was probably safe because she had a better accent. But I also think Anita had a better runway, so I think it was pretty close between the two of them. Um, were you disappointed to see Anita in the bottom, Chris? Um, no, I think she deserved it. But again, I feel bad though that. Like you said, Vanity could have easily have been there as well, um, and that's partially because, like, like when you do with someone that everyone knows, you almost had to do it badly. You almost have to sacrifice that person. So Adele mm. was so badly done, and everyone loves Adele. You almost have to be sacrificed and pushed yeah. out there. It's like, well, now you must face the volcano of doom and <laughs> see what happens. Like, let the chips fall where they may. So I think because of that. It just had to be Anita, and again, I, I wasn't a huge fan of her her runway either that much. So I was fine to see okay. her in the bottom. That's fine. Uh, fun lip sync, I thought. I I I kind of thought Raja was doing better, but then there was times that I think whatever way they were filming it, she would fall out of the light, like the light would fall off her face, and there was it was really like overkill on the lights. Like I actually, kind of thought from the production side of things, like there was these wall like columns of light buzzing all the way around um 
But actually, I think it makes more sense that Isis won because I think she did better in the challenge. And like, it feels right that she won this episode. So I wasn't really mad at her winning. Uh, did Yeah. What did you think of the lip sync, Larry? Uh, I heard Raja dancing in those shoes. Like that uh, first I was like, how is she ever going to move? in in like i don't know how that must have been like a 10 inch heel or something that she was rocking mm. so uh i was just really impressed that she could stand up but she was actually she could like she was dancing really well so um but i would have i would have thought raja was the better dancer i, I was giving it more i was kind of thinking raja was going to win and uh, i was a bit surprised when, when isis did but isis probably gave it more uh emotion you know mm. uh, yeah and maybe she looks she the part as well. So he was more of like a punk aesthetic than, than yeah, looked, yeah, and maybe yeah, she knew that maybe knew the song better. I don't know. <laughs> Being <laughs> Canadian, she because yeah, that's a that's an anthem, you know. Every oh, yeah. anyone anyone of our like of this generation would have yeah would know that song. Yeah, Chris. I just in a good lip sync. I just want a lot more um, facial expression and movement and attitude. And this is an easy song to be able to kind of like angst your face up, teen angst your face up. A little bit and this kind of like gives them a bit more drama in your face movements and and i just didn't find that that was kind of done so i found the lipstick a bit boring the movements weren't that great and the face themselves they didn't kind of maybe hit that either they were hitting the lines but not really acting it so i just find them both kind of boring overall i think isis was a bit better again the costume also added to that but i wasn't i won't Main keeps on my, my my playlist of top uh, lip syncs mm. going forward. Like, I know sometimes it is a bit naff when the queens reenact the lyrics, but I think there was moments for comedy in like, can I make it any more obvious? Like, I think you you could definitely act that out and have a bit of comedy in it, or you know that they didn't go for. It. So yeah, I definitely could have been better, but I did enjoy it, and like that's you know I always like hearing that song, so it's all good. So Isis wins and she sends home her fellow Canadian sister, Stephanie Prince. Um, I, at that point, was kind of ready to see Stephanie go. Like, I think she had her second chance and unfortunately she didn't make it work. And I really wasn't ready to say goodbye to Anita yet. So I'm glad that Anita stayed. We all have the same opinion. We're all happy Anita stayed. I was surprised that, you know, as a you know, as a it's in the same they were in the same season together stephanie and isis so mm. um and being a fellow canadian that strategically she would have maybe kept her I, I i i didn't want i thought that anita deserved to say more um but i i was a little bit surprised that she that she kept anita chris yeah i think i think um um i, I think uh She's being fair in letting Stephanie go. I think and myself also was planning to see her go. I, I, I did want to see more from Nita, and she has shown more promise so far. Mm. So I think to be as a, as a collective group of queens, to be fair, to be diplomatic as well, I, I think it was fair for Isis to let Stephanie uh, move on. Yeah. Uh, and I love Stephanie's line, you stupid hoe. Yeah. <laughs> like, just call it like it is, girl. Just call yeah. Raja. <laughs> call her out. <laughs> or anyways, call oh, ISIS, yeah, ISIS out with Raja's exit line anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh Chris, who is going to win Canada's versus the world? Silky Nutmeg Ganage herself. Larry. I would love to see Rita 
win, especially she's, she's going to be going in. I think she's going to be hosting the the Bel- Is that true? The, the Belgium. Oh yeah, she's hosting Drag Race Belgium. You're right. Yeah. Belgium. So I think what a high to like to, to win that to go into hosting uh, her her own series. But I'm with Chris. I think it's Silky's. I think this is Silky's time. She's gonna, yeah. You know, she'll 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 take it in the end. I think you've actually blown. I think you've blown the case open there with the Drag Race Belgium. I think. Based on that, I think Reach is going to win. I think they want to keep, you know, they want to win her at the helm of this. Like, I know they have Nikki Doll at the helm of France, but yeah, I think actually it could be Rita. Like, I think it was uh, Rita had a good chance anyway. Like, I think it's probably going to be Rita, Isis, Raj, and Silky as the final four, I would say. But yeah, maybe Rita will win if they want, if they want to, you know sell drag race belgique more than yeah i guess we'll see yeah we uh, sorry can you, can you, we, we never we didn't talk the um the reading challenge did we did we talk about oh we the, didn't talk about the reading challenge we you're did, right i, know, not, maybe we I mean there's not a lot to talk about it was so horrible <laughs> yeah, it was not fundamental no it was, it was rudimental i guess <laughs> i saw someone with a meme online which was uh all the queens in canada's striker reading challenge and there was a picture of leah michelle so i thought that was a fun and i'm not being able to read joke in there um, yeah is there anything you'd like to say about the reading challenge before we go no <laughs> <laughs> it was oh, it was oh, it's over God. and we're all the better that it's over yeah i'm sorry i brought it up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just to really rub salt in the wound in, in, in this episode oh. Larry. <laughs> Wait, what else was bad about it <laughs> the reading challenge. Yeah. i gave a chance for anita to shine a bit you know that, that was yeah so- exactly she won something yeah yeah i kept her i kept her Kept it. They were they were very Christmas card jokes. So even like, oh, you know, why is so and so in a shed because she's like has a face like a rake and she acts like a hoe or something like that. I was like, oh, okay, okay. yeah. Um, thank you for joining me. Can you let people know what you guys are up to for the next few months and think people can check you out? Yeah, we're just kind of hanging out uh, in Canada and Ireland the next few months still. Um, rolling out blogs around a Christmas in the coming month, Christmas travel, uh, and also about plans you can be booking into for LGBTQ travel going into next year if you're planning your next travel trips coming up. So hit us on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and our blog at gazeroundthebay.com. Thanks again to Chris and Larry for coming in. Thanks to you for listening. If you liked the show, you can head over to CC That Pod on Instagram. Let us know your thoughts. If you liked the show, then maybe consider maybe giving it a review on a podcast platform app of your choice. Wherever you listen, we'd love a review to get the word out there and for more people to listen to the show. And if you have a WhatsApp group, a Drag Race WhatsApp group, and you'd like to share a link to the pod in that, that would also be a huge help. Other than that, I'll be back next week with another episode of Canada vs. the World. I'll talk to you then. Have a lovely week. See you. Love you. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more 
or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. Thank <laughs> you.